0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Romans 8 and 14 says this. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, listen listen closely. Today may be the most important message I ever preach. Today may be the most important message I ever preach to you. I mean that. This message here may be the message that really, it may be the message that helps you most in your walk with the Lord. So, I just challenge you to listen closely. Write down some things. This might be the message that helps you the most. I want to talk to you about how to always make the right decision. How to always make the right decision. See, we make choices, (laughs) and then the choices make us. Because every decision that we make has consequences with it. I was studying this week about stress. And they said the number one reason for stress in Americans is indecision. They can't reach a decision, they're just in limbo. Well, you know what the Bible says? It says in James 1 and 8 that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You know what that means? It means a double minded man, when he can't reach a decision, he staggers like a drunk man. He staggers like a drunk man, because he doesn't know what the right decision is. And there's messages that, that I know that are relevant to some people, and some of them are not. But the message today is relevant to every one of us, because we're all faced with decisions. We all have decisions that we have to make. And we want to make sure we make the right decision. Well, the Bible tells us how we can make the right decision. Look what the Bible says in John. It says, when the Spirit of truth is come, he'll guide you. What's that saying? The Holy Spirit wants to guide you. And every time the Holy Spirit guides you, you'll make the right decision. Every time, 100%, let me tell you something. I've made bad decisions in my life. I've made decisions that weren't good. But every time I did that, I leaned to my own understanding. I leaned to my own ability. I leaned to my own capacity. And it was always the wrong decision. But every time I leaned to the Holy Spirit and heard from him before I moved, it was always the right decision. And it's true in your life. You can always make the right decision if you're led by the Holy Spirit. Now, you said, Pastor, God wants to speak to us. I want you to hear this, folks. I want you to hear something. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you more than anybody else. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to you more than anybody else. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know that I hear from him. I don't know that I hear from the Holy Spirit. Why doesn't the Holy Spirit speak to me? Let me give you some reasons. Number one is unbelief. 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 Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See, see, there's a lot of people that would say, Pastor, there's 7 billion people in the world. God wouldn't speak to me. But I want to say something. Yes, he will. Yes, he will speak to you. You're just as special as anybody else. You're just as special as anybody else. And God will speak to you. But many times we're like the guy that was walking by a cliff and he fell off the cliff and he reached and grabbed a bush and started screaming for help. And a voice spoke to him and said, Do you believe in me? And he said, yes, I believe in you. And the voice said, do you trust me? He said, yes, I trust you. The voice said, let go of the bush. And he said, is there anybody else up there that I can talk to? (laughs) See, God wants to speak to us through the Holy Spirit. But the reason why he doesn't speak to some of us Is unbelief. Let me tell you the second reason why he didn't speak to us disobedience. Disobedience. I had a man say to me on one occasion, God doesn't speak to me anymore. I said, Is that right? I said, Did he used to speak to you? He said, Yeah, I can tell you when he did. I said, Did you do what he told you to do? He said, No. I said, Well, why would he speak to you again? Let me tell you something, folks. God gave us a Bible. And if we're openly disobeying what God is telling us to do, why would he speak, keep speaking to us? God doesn't speak to us because of unbelief. God doesn't speak because of disobedience. But let me tell you the third reason why. Because of busyness and distractions. Because of busyness and distractions. And distractions. See, we've got all kind of distractions in our lives. All kind of distractions. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about distractions? I'm talking about an ungodly culture. An ungodly culture. I'm going to show you a verse. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. In whom the God of this world. By the way, this is all I'm going to (laughs) say. Do you notice God's not capitalized? Because the God of this world, ladies and gentlemen, is Satan. The God of this world is Satan. We're in this world. We're not of this world. But we live in an ungodly culture. And many times God can't speak to us because we get caught up in this ungodly culture. Somebody says, well, pastor... Everybody's doing it. Let me make an injection. That doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it proper. It doesn't make it correct. Somebody said, Well, Pastor, let me clarify. It's legal. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it proper. See, folks, but we can get so caught up in this ungodly culture, and we take our leadership from this ungodly culture when we're in this world, but we're not of this world. By the way, if you're real comfortable here, that's an indictment on your walk with the Lord. Go down there and hear Benny Tade. He's a relic. He's still hollering and preaching and telling people there's a heaven and there's a hell. Yes, I am, because there is. See, the, the Bible says this in Romans 12 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, folks, let me, let me tell you something. If the world controls your thinking, You're a conformer. If the world controls your thinking, you're a conformer, but if God controls your thinking, you're a transformer. If the world controls your thinking, you're a conformer, but if God controls your thinking, you're a transformer. And many times, God can't speak to us because we're caught up in this ungodly culture. Hey, second reason why God can't speak to us is unchristian friends. See, you you can't hear God's voice because you're hearing all these voices of people that are not Christians. Because constantly that's who you're associating with, people that don't have a walk with the Lord. And, And you can't hear what God is saying to you because you're listening to all these voices and the peer pressure at work and the peer pressure at school is controlling you. Proverbs 13 and 20 says this: he that, with, he that walketh with wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. God said, I want to speak to you, but you're caught up in an ungodly culture. You're caught up with unchristian friends. It's so the third thing. We look to other sources. We need direction, but we have a propensity to look to other sources. You said, What are you talking about, Pastor? Uh I'm talking about things like the psychic hotline. (laughs) Right down the road and you see Madam So-and-So. Madam So-and-So. Pastor, I'm, I'm reading the horoscopes. I'm calling this psychic hotline. You know, when you call them, And the first thing they say is, give me your credit card number. You know what you ought to say? You ought to know that. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm telling you something, folks. If you're following the stars, you're not following the sun. No, no. If you're following the stars, you're not following the sun. Somebody said, I know it's true. I was online and, oh, God help us. I saw it on Facebook. I know it's true. (laughs) This was on Facebook the other day. This is what he said. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet, Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Some of you are slow, but you're worth waiting for. So a pastor, I've got a decision. Good. How do I find out the right decision? How do I find out what God wants? I, I'm going to help you. I promise you I'm going to help you if you'll you come up real close. Number one, God's Word. Number one, God's Word. Look, look what the Bible says. Psalms 109, 105. Thy word's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Look what John 14, 26 says. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to teach you all things. By the way, you can't understand the Bible on your own. I don't care if you've got more degrees than a thermometer. You can't understand it on your own. It's a spiritual book. It's only going to be spiritually discerned. But look, he'll teach you all things, look, and he'll bring all things to your remembrance. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. But understand something. He can't bring it back to you if you've never been there. He can't bring it back to you if you've never been there. But if a man's been there, he's been there and he's going through a tough time, and God says in James 1 and 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. All I'm going to say, lust will kill things in your life. Lust will kill things in relationships. And when you're there, if you've got that word in your heart, don't get quiet on me now. (laughs) God will bring that to your mind. God will bring that Scripture to your remembrance. See, see, anytime in the Bible you see the word, word, like the Bible is the word of God. Well, see, the, the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. Somebody says, well, man, I tell you what, if it's not this version or that version. No, no, you've got to, they're all translations. They're they're translations. I mean, you know, so you understand that. But if if you said, I want the original, well, can you read Hebrew and Greek? (laughs) Because if you want the original, we got to get Hebrew and Greek, brother. Amen? Amen? That's what Jesus spoke in, by the way. He, he didn't have a southern drawl. <laughs> Don't laugh so hard about the southern drawl. But look, anytime you see the word word in your Bible, it came from two Greek words. One of those words is logos, L-O-G-O-S, logos. Word, word, it's, it's, it's the Greek word logos. All that means is the written word. So when you look down there and it said logos, word, it just means the written word. But the other word is rhema or rhema. Now listen to what rhema means. It means a word for your current situation telling you what to do. (laughs) A word for your current situation telling you what to do. That is to say, folks, when you get in the Bible, God's going to show you. Somebody said, oh, pastor, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening for a voice. That's wonderful. But I've got a thought. Why don't you look for a verse? (laughs) Why don't you look for a verse? Because God's got a verse to tell you what to do. See, how does God speak to us? He speaks to us through his word. Let me tell you the second way that God will direct you. Through prioritizing time alone with him. Through prioritizing time alone with him. According to Hebrews 3 and 7, the Holy Spirit has a voice. And for God to speak to us, we've got to prioritize Time alone with him. There was a guy staying in a hotel and he called the front desk. He said, I'm in room 317 and I want to be moved because in room 318 they've got loud music, party, food in and out, beautiful women walking in and out, loud over there. He said, Oh, sir, where do you want to be moved? He said, room 318. (laughs) Let me tell you something. You know why God can't speak to some of you? You can't get out of room 318. Because you've got to always be on social media. You've always got to be with somebody. You've always got to be doing. You've always got to be active. And you prioritize no time alone with God. You prioritize no time alone with God. And I want you to know something. God's not going to speak to you that way. God speaks to us, ladies and gentlemen, when we give him preeminence, when we give him a place, when we give him the supreme place in our life, and we get along with him, that's when he'll speak to us. That's when he'll speak to you. I want to show you something in 1 Kings 19. Look here. It's dealing with Elijah. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. Leave everybody. Elijah, go out in the cleft of the rock and stand by yourself. I'm going to speak to you. Leave everybody. In the presence of the Lord, for the Lord's about to pass by. Look, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord's not in that wind. And after the wind an earthquake... But God wasn't in the earthquake. See, we think sometimes if it's loud, it's got to be God. Or if somebody's loud, they're very spiritual. You can't tell how much gas is in a tank by the honk of the horn. I've pastored a long time, and I've learned sometimes the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats. the earthquake came a fire but God said I wasn't in the fire but wait but after the fire came a gentle whisper just a whisper now here's what I've learned for God to whisper to me I've got to get still for God to whisper to me I've got to get close to him I can't whisper to the guy on the back row. We got to get close to whisper. Let me tell you something. If you want God to speak to you, you're going to have to prioritize some time alone with him. Let me tell you the third way that God wants to direct you. It's with peace. It's with peace. I'd never thought about that in this way. But look what the Bible says. It talks about the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and he's going to come, he's going to teach you all things. But I never thought about this. Look at the next verse. He talked about the Holy Spirit, and then he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said when the Holy Spirit's come, he's going to give you peace. But look what Colossians 3.15 says. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, wait, folks. That little word, rule, if you're a sports fan, it means umpire. The umpire says safe. The umpire says out. The umpire makes the decision. What's it saying? Let the peace of God make the decision. If you're praying about something, you say, I don't have peace. Don't do it. Hey, I've got something better than that. You and your mate are praying about something and you don't have peace. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. I hear people say this. I got a gut check. No, no, no. You didn't get a gut check. You wasn't smart enough to realize it. You got a Holy Spirit nudge. And the Holy Spirit was saying, don't do that do that let the peace of God rule in your hearts if you don't have peace the Holy Spirit speaks to us through peace remember he's a dove he's a dove and if you don't have that peace don't do it let me tell you the fourth way that God speaks to us visions and dreams I can't believe I'm hearing this stuff in a Methodist church. Well, folks, I'm just preaching the Bible. Look here. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, look, I'll pour out my spirit. And by the way, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. You say, I don't know what to think about the pandemic and everything. I do. Just read Matthew chapter 24. It's there. Now, we're, we're, we're right where God wants us to be. God's got everything under control, but I want to tell you something today. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but Ray Charles and Ronnie Millsap could see we're in the last days. <laughs> now, this, this thing is wrapping up. You say, you believe that, Pastor. I believe that as much as I believe anything. We're in the last days. It's wrapping up. It's not a time for games. It's a time to get right with God. This is serious, ladies and gentlemen. Souls are on the brink of eternity. I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh. Wait. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. This is all I'm going to say: male and female. Wait. and your young men shall see visions. And your old men or dream dreams. By the way, I'm still seeing visions.) <laughs> now how does the Holy Spirit speak to us? He gives us visions. He gives us visions. He puts visions in our heart. Let me share something. He'll speak to you through dreams. You say, Pastor, you believe that? Yes, because he can bypass your conscience, your conscience mind, and speak directly to you. Many times how God speaks to me is early in the morning from a dream. I'll know, God, that's what I'm supposed to do. You say, you got to be kidding. No, no, it's biblical, folks. God will show you things in dreams if you will allow him to. If you'll be open that this is from God and just not just push it off. But I believe the Holy Spirit will show us things in our dreams. Let me tell you the last way that God speaks to us. He speaks to us through people. Look what the Bible says in 2 Samuel 23 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. I'm going to hit this fast, and I'm done. Genesis 2.18, and the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. And I'll say, amen. Amen. I'll make a help meet for him. A helpmeet. Get the word help. Help. Get that. Okay, next verse. But when the helper comes, one place, help is talking about a wife, the other place, help is talking about the Holy Spirit. It's the same word. It's the same word. When a man doesn't listen to his wife, he misses 50% of what God's trying to say to him. God sends people to speak to us, folks. Don't ever think you're above somebody speaking into your life. That's how God speaks to us. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He uses people. That's why, folks, we need to be in church That's why we need to be in a small group. That's why we need accountability in our lives. That's why we need Bible study. That's why we need one another because people will speak to us and that's how God will speak to us. He'll use people. Years ago, I was pastoring a church in Tennessee. I worked half a day. I said to Barbara, the church is going to a theme park, Lake Winnipesoka, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'll be home at lunch, be ready. We're getting my Dodge pickup truck, and we're gone. I get home. She said, I don't feel good about us going. I feel like we're not supposed to go. I said, well, I think we need to. Let's go. We went to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was pulling into that little theme park. Massive truck came over the hill. There's a lot of people out there that are not good drivers. Massive truck came over the hill. Demolished my little pickup truck. Totaled it out. Spun us around in the road. Kind of finally got composure. I looked over at Barbara and I said, you okay? She said, I'm fine. But I told you we should not gang. <laughs> Gotta use people to speak to you to use people. Let me ask you something today. I'm almost done. Are you a Christian? If you are, raise your hand. Let me tell you something. If you raised your hand, the Holy Spirit has spoken to you (laughs) because you can't become a Christian unless the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Yeah. This whole deal, I'm not interested in the Holy Spirit. I'm real interested in Him. Because outside of him, I never could have came to Jesus. (laughs) He was the one who came looking for me. He was the one that every time I would go to church, he would deal with my heart. He was the one that was drawing me. Let me tell you something, folks. We talk a lot about God's love and Jesus' love. We talk a lot about it. But I bet you something you've never thought about. Is it Romans 15 and 30? Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for keep on loving me. Folks, if you knew all the times that I'd messed up, if you knew all the times I'd messed up, but the Holy Spirit kept loving me and kept drawing me back and kept convicting my heart, can we just give him praise? Can we just praise him? way friend he's not giving up on you either no matter what you've done he's not giving up on you he loves you he loves you friend I trust the message today has spoken to your heart and if you've never accepted Christ as your personal savior I want to challenge you to do that today it's the greatest decision you'll ever make and I've often said it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin now thank you Lord for forgiving me thank you for coming in to my life amen friend congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make and I want you to know this decision is not based on how you feel right now because God's not a feeling he's a fact this decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.